Welcome to episode nine of Hoarding Stuff or Hoarding Stuff, depending on which way you um, want to think about it or pronounce it. Uh, tonight I'm with David as ever um, and we have Gordon as our guest who is um, a fellow gatherer, uh, shall we say. And Gordon said that he'd like to just talk about hoarding. What is it? What do other people think about it? What's other people's definitions of it? Why is it a thing? Um, and where did the thing come from? So, Gordon, good evening. Good evening. What do you think hoarding is then? I think that unlike the definition that says that it must impact your so all these different areas of your social life. I've met people at the hoarding group that have just had their hoarding has been in their bedroom that they share with their partner. And then it's moved along the hallway and it is causing friction and, uh, and it's definitely a problem, but that's the extent of it. And to my mind, that person was correct to come to the group because that will just progress over a period of time if they've got no control over it to become full-on hoarding, which is more time-based. And, and at that point, when you know that you're a hoarder, you have got a big problem. Right. And a lot of people, when they arrive there, are quite... Well, they're not all old, but a lot of people are quite old. And then they've got a big problem yeah. uh, because I'm, I'm just near to retirement age. And, and I've now realized the length of time it could take me to work my way through what I've got. I mean, because you mentioned that in the group, actually, at one point, that somebody had estimated the time that it would take for you to... Oh, yes, that's right. Yeah. Remember that? How long was it? Was it three it or It was five three years, years yes. Three that years. That was right. Uh, and but that, that was only what I showed them, you see. Right. Yeah, yeah. No, that's fine. <laughs> Oh, I like that. So it's it's longer than three years then. Oh, yeah, it's definitely kind of, long. The three years, you kind of went, oh, God, three years. Yes, I did, yes. That seems like an incredibly long time. But it yeah. depends on on how you see time, I guess, isn't it, really? I mean, it would take, yeah. I think I'd be lucky if, if we, you know, I'm going with 10 years here, actually. I'm going, yep. that, that's, <laughs> I'll be 60 63 63 by then it's like well, um, I'm, I'm 63 now right okay and, and i'm 63 this year i was just going to say it's not so bad dave come on in <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, but, well listen the... i'm gonna i'm gonna say to both of you i'm gonna say something that usually makes people put their fingers in their ears and go ah! let's do it gordon let's just do it before she says it yeah, i think right. i think that you're both right but you're also incredibly wrong because your stuff could go in a couple of days. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you, yeah, it if you, could, it full, could. Full scale, full tilt, sort of. Yes, of course. Yeah, if it was just a logistical exercise, a couple of days. For the box of matches and some petrol. <laughs> yeah, well, that, but that's quite, that's quite um, dangerous for other people. But just move, removing it. Yeah, uh, oh, no, it just that, take that, two days. Yeah, so I mean, boxed for a start. I don't know what Gordon. What what what's um, what is your your 
uh, chosen horde. What is your your thing? Your horde of choice. What yeah. is it? Ooh. It is quite varied. It's always been varied because I was a collector, mm. and so that's gradually increased. And and so I'd say it's an aspirational hoarding of creativity that involves a lot of building uh, of actual uh, building work construction and mm. and then also uh, machines woodwork hobbies uh, yeah uh, glass glass um, fusion uh, kilns uh, machinery <laughs> So a lot of hands-on sort of... Yes, that's right, yeah, plenty of hands-on stuff, practical. yeah. Keep me occupied. Does that glass bowl behind you, did you have your hand in that one? No, 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 that's a car boot item, how about that? Oh. Yes. And I used to go to... Car, I haven't been to a car boot for three or four years now. Right, well done. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's very good. So you've weaned yourself off those, do you think? Well... Yes, it, it's 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 still there at the back of your mind that perhaps you'd like to go, uh, but uh, I've I've got I've got enough. Uh, it's it's hard to know when you've got enough. Um, mm. You see, this could lead me on to my other thinking about hoarding is uh, is what it relates to perhaps as a. Mm, a neurological, mental health, or uh, personal traits uh, phenomenon, you mm. see. And so, therefore, uh, I've, I've not had a lot of money during my lifetime, but funnily enough, it's increased over the past few years to the point mm. where I'm, I wouldn't need to live like, I, like I've been living anymore. And so, uh, and in one of the personality traits that I think that I've got uh, miserliness which isn't a very pleasant phrase is one well, of let's, them let's not use let's not use miserliness yes. let's go with being pragmatic in the circumstances you find yourself in how about yes. that uh, but that's actually the opposite you see because I've always been pragmatic and able to cope with uh, my income whereas now um now, I'd, like, say, for instance, today, I've had somebody take down a really large tree that, well, two large trees that were 60 to 90 feet tall. Mm -hmm. And I'd have had a go at that myself, which would have been ridiculous. Oh, my God. <laughs> but I have, I have, and that's where I think, well, that, that means if yeah. I can afford to have it done, yeah, then yeah. I, I shouldn't, uh, oh. but somebody that, that's miserly will actually... Uh, Risk their own life. In, that's right. Endanger themselves for to avoid spending money, and actually, I'm getting well past it now. Uh, yeah, yeah. Now that I've managed to start, uh, you know, I'll still live within my budget, but I can afford to have things done to speed to speed up the uh, the is, use of my hoard. That's the thing of of, of money is it's it's not going to. I mean, they say it doesn't make you happy. But it gives you it gives you more opportunities to to save time, I guess, in, in a sense. Because yeah, you could yes. have gone out there with your yep. hedge clippers and climbed that ninety foot tree and chipped away <laughs> for the next five years. And 
That's right. Yeah. You almost broken your neck and then been in hospital for ages. That's right. Yeah. Oh, jigs dead. Whatever. I don't feel very well now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think this is all interesting because um, these. The, so you've given yourself a trait, and a lot of people say that they um, give that they sort of look at the reason they believe the reason why they hold on to things and buy a lot of things at a cheaper rate and for whatever reason mm -hmm. is to do with lack of money and the fear of running out of money or not having enough money. So therefore um, that's why they're gathering things and then holding on to things. Um, and they're often things like you said that you can make things with. So that will give you pleasure and everything else, but it still fits into your remit of being parsimonious then is another word you could be um but if you take a step back from that thinking then this could just be the most logical story that your brain tells you mm. to cover the behavior you have and i'm not saying that to, to to belittle it it's just an interesting fact so lots of people say oh, my mum was in the war, or now it's getting to be my grandma was in the Second World War, and it was make to amend, and it was don't throw things away. And it was absolutely true, because well, in those days... Before that, they've got the depression. In the yes, yes. So you had depression, then you had the Second World War and the First World War, but that was sort of... There were a lot more... There was a lot more lack than the depression really put lots of lack in. And then I think that way of thinking stayed... And the war then sort of garnered it so that you were, you know, doing war effort things as well. But, but also in those days, it was a character trait. It was a good thing yeah. to be, I to mean, make, to amend. You're being, yes, you're yes. being thrifty, aren't you? You're yeah, being yeah but, uh, but, but, but then suddenly that became old fashioned. Yeah. People became more profligate, they had more money. And so they would sneer at people that went, well, I'll mend my toaster yeah. instead of buying another one. Yeah. But yeah. still stepping back from that need to make do and mend is not everybody that went through the war. If I ask you to think so. Uh, the question of how much disposable income. Because disposable, I mean, somebody says to you disposable income. Just, 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 how much money have you got to throw around? Because it's or put down the toilet. <laughs> That's what I always think. I just imagine it being flushed down the loo if it's disposable. Yeah. But there is no disposable income. No. Well, what is that? Oh, it's it's just money that I I can I can throw down the toilet. <laughs> Johnson, Boris Johnson would say, spaff up the wall. You know. <laughs> what? 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 No, is that? I don't even want to think about that. What does that mean? Disposable income. And how much have you got, Gordon? And can I have it? Can I have it, Gordon? Can I have it? No, no. no. You don't need it. <laughs> you don't need it, but I can still spend it on things that I don't need either. That's true. Well, the, 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 one of the benefits of getting older is, is that the rainy day, uh, as you've got less rainy days to, to, to cover, you haven't got a, a huge life ahead of you, uh, and, uh, and you're going to get a pension, you see. In three yeah. years' time, I'll have a pension. Yeah. And I've already got a, a very small uh, NHS pension. And so, uh, and so that, that means that, that I will never actually 
be in the position that I could have once been in of having no income whatsoever and not trusting the benefit system. That, well, the benefit system was nowhere near like as good as it is. Does that make you feel more settled? Does that, that give you more comfort? It does indeed. It does indeed. It, it means that I can really now aim to uh, to work my way through my stuff uh, uh, and 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 get somewhere instead of having to keep it all. I don't need to keep it all anymore. Mm. It's too it's too late. Uh, things have things changed. Things have passed. Uh, yeah, and and some of my excess actually is has come from people that have died basically right yeah. so and there's been a few of those yeah because i thought about that today actually because my mum died yesterday um i was quite surprised oh. she yeah she was only a day and a half ago that she was ill and i was like what that was quick yeah what happened there and then i was thinking about um the the, the obvious thing to do is then look at your own mortality and you go, oh, some poor sod's going to have to deal with all this stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Will, you, will you get that job, David? Will you have to go and clear your yeah. mum's house? Yeah, it'll be in the next week or so, I guess. Um, mainly, is, is it her own house or is it council? It's um, like um, a thing that she rented. Housing, uh, like a housing association yeah. or private so Mainly the, the things to deal with will be uh, furniture, I guess. And most of that, I think, will go to charitable things, you know, um, because, yeah, I'm really going to travel back from Coventry with a, a hospital bed, you know. No, <laughs> it's not happening. It's not happening. It's, 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 it's got, and it's, she, she moved out to uh, live with somebody else. She actually went completely bonkers. I went to live in a different part of the country with somebody and, uh, and then got rid of all her stuff. And so all this stuff now is new, you know. So it doesn't. Oh have... right. So there will, and so there will be less stuff, and it won't have memories for you. Have, them, no, it? no, it won't have any kind of yeah. connections of any kind at all. So it can, can go. It'd be interesting to see through the photographs and stuff. Mm. Apparently, there are photographs of the dogs smiling. I find quite, quite strange. <laughs> really, there are photographs of me as a child smiling. <laughs> Instead of just looking around me and going, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. Who am I? Oh, well, that's a, that's, a, that's a difficult task um, ahead, David. But it's, I think it was because Gordon was saying that a lot of the stuff that he'd been left has been from, 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 <coughs> carped it. You know, they've, they've, they've died. And, and, um, yeah. and then it does become, you, you do kind of take on a stewardship, don't you, of that stuff? You kind of yes, it, it's very interesting because... I helped clear out somebody's house. Well, funny enough, he'd gone into a nursing home, but he'd got a, a really uh, ambitious hoard. But mm. it was it was relatively easy because it was on a time scale, like Heather said, mm. uh, and it had to be done very quickly. And and also, it it wasn't my stuff. And also, I didn't know the gentleman that well. I was just helping mm. out, mm. so it, it was. It was relatively easy, whereas uh, my brother, who died 2019, mm -hmm. um, he uh, his stuff was completely different. You see, that one that was very different. Yeah, and and there's other things that <laughs> that uh, yeah, with people, 
yeah, that have died. I mean, James, uh, James mum died. They're very seven, difficult. James mum died seven years ago. She died seven years ago. Um, we were there and we, we, she had a fair amount of books, not as many as we have here. Uh, and we managed to take a lot to the charity shop and stuff like that. But there were bits of furniture that Jane wanted. Jane's mum had just got a new kind of swivel chair with a footstool. And strangely enough, that was the chair that she actually died in. Right. Oh, yeah, so yeah. <laughs> we have people come around, like, you know, officials and stuff. I, I take great joy in uh, uh, <laughs> Have a seat. Have a seat. <laughs> Telling them. And then when they've sat down, they've got to come for a go, you know, Jane's mum died in that chair. So, so if, you feel, are, uh... if you feel a need for vodka and you start <laughs> quantum physics and you start talking in Russian, you've just been possessed by Jane's mum because she died in that chair. That's <laughs> the death chair, that is. The death chair. <laughs> so did you bring that home with you then? Um, no, it came. Uh, it was transported. Um, and she also had um, her mum's bed, which was one of these bizarre, um, you know, the foldy... Oh, the lifting beds, the, the ones that ping you out of bed if you press the right bed. button. Which she'd only had for, I think she'd only had it for six months. And she didn't want to use it because she was worried about, I think, falling out of it. So I, I tried to do this thing where I, I went, no, it's great, it's great. And I pretended to be a little old lady. Right, I'm going to get into the bed for you now. Watch, watch how easy it is. And I got in the bed and I, I got the control and I sort of, you know, put it up at the one end and then put it up at the other end so that I was like trapped in the middle of the bed, you know, try and make her laugh. Because I thought this humour will be the one thing that will get her into this bed rather than sleeping in that bloody chair. Oh, I don't think so. No. No. <laughs> no. Finished her off, did it? She went, I'm not going in that, you get sandwiched. You yes. get sandwiched in there. Look, look at that, look at that. No, but, um, so that was one of the things that came back as well. But I think that, that made sense because Jane was wanting a bed, so that. But I don't know. I think it's when you, I don't know if this is right with yourself, Gordon, but when you see something and, and somebody's had it for a while, it feels like a responsibility to... That's definitely part of the hoarding. I, I've I, I I collected a lot of bricks, uh, thousands, and and when I'm sorting through them, if I find them with people's handprints, fingerprints, oh. uh, and various, and there's some with little hobnail boot marks in them, uh, little ones. I don't know who'd be working on the brickyard in these miniature hobnail boots. Children. Kids probably, Children, and uh, yeah. And uh, and and I keep them to one side, you see, because they're they're, they're relics of somebody's past that will be long gone. And uh, when I do build something out of them, I'll, I'll have those on show. I've seen I've I've seen a church built all out of bricks, and then they've got misshaped bricks in certain parts. I also like imperfect things; they're, they're nice. They show use, but that's that is overly sentimental, though. No, no, it, but it's also historical, isn't it? That's some historical interest. You know, I love it when they show you where people put strange occulty things up in the roof, you know, to keep the witches out or or they put signatures on the beams in a in a built, you know, things like that. They are fascinating. They are really interesting. But um, we live in a society that's under sentimental. I think that's what it is. I think we're 
we kind of just don't have as much. I, I would, I would agree. Sometimes I, I know a gentleman, and he's a uh, so he's architectural salvage amongst other things, mm. uh, or a tatter at sometimes that they say just for the scrap. And uh, sometimes I'll comment that he's got no soul because if it doesn't sell within a certain length of time, I'll wait in. But, but on the other hand, it is something that since I've been trying to declutter, that I've been practicing, I've been deliberately practicing not, I, I want to be like everybody else, you see. I don't want to be, I don't want to make my hoarding into the fact that I'm more sensitive, more, uh, more uh, empowered, yeah, yeah. Than other people, etc. That, that because might well be that that's just part of you, rather than just you know the hoarding is a separate thing from from your your sensitivity, right? Ooh. You you might well be a, a very you are a very sensitive person. I've I've for, I've been to the support group quite a few times, and uh, enjoyed the way that you you talk common sense, right? I think yeah, you're a great philosopher. And in actual fact, now that I'm looking at you in black and white for some reason, right, 1950s Gordon, no idea why. Why is that, Gordon? Why are you in black and white, mate? It's because the sun's going down. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's cause, it is because the sun's going down. So uh, yes, and it, looks also, rather, it looks rather good, actually. It, is it, makes, quite, yeah, it makes you look like a French philosopher. Right? But funnily enough, I am colourblind as well. Oh, wow. Oh, really? How about that? And so you're seeing me now. In my true colour. Uh, <laughs> Black and white. You should have a cigarette dangling from my... <laughs> <laughs> Hello. I'm a philosopher and I'm from Birmingham. That's right. I, I like... Uh, what's the name of that chap? Foucault. Is that his name? Foucault. All about power. Foucault, yeah. Him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dear. Oh. oh, and Baudrillard. They're all French. Yeah, yeah. I haven't read much about philosophy yet. I'll give it a go. One of the oh, things. don't don't do it. It'll just no, don't because that'll just give you something else to collect. Buy your brains. But <laughs> what I was going to say about what you just yes. said is, I think, um, I think it's interesting that you're practicing being a bit more, um, what's the word? Harsh. You know, sort of a bit, a bit less uh, sympathetic yes. about everything you own. Definitely. And I, and I yeah. think I think that's okay. But I think what, but I also agree with David's balance. That's exactly what you need. You need a balance. You need yep. you need to be perfectly happy with the person that loves finding the bricks that have got marks in them and wants to keep them and use them, because that's fascination in something. But it needs to be in check and in balance. So if yep. the only thing you can do is track down bricks with marks in and then you don't do anything with them, that's when the balance tips. Mm. So I think that's what you're after, Gordon, is, is a balanced approach. I, I would completely agree with that because that's what I get from the group as well, is listening to the people talk and seeing, well, not only their good ideas, but also where they're going wrong. And it is about the balancing things mm. in that when you see somebody's house and they've got, but, yeah, so, and, and they've got, Right, super, super stuff mixed in with things that are, are, are just well, they're just dross. Yeah, and and yeah, ordinary. That's it. Uh, uh, but for that person, they might they might well not be. 
which is weird. Uh, well, I, but I think that, that's they've, they've got lot. That, that's where the balance. Uh, sorry, with the hoard is. Sorry, go on, go on. Yeah, the hoard. That's what comes across with the hoarders, though. Is they and and I am like this. They have got a reason for everything, and people have said this about me. Mm. Uh, is that I'm argumentative, and I've got a reason for everything, and 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 it can go too far, and so I I do strive after, uh, and and the the normal state for human beings is to be deluded and to yep. think that they that they're better at things than they are and to and to uh, not notice their faux pas and and to be whatever uh, and and so i aim to be more normal because i had very bad social anxiety at one time and how i got over that is to actually think well if everybody else is a jerk i'm joining them and so uh, and so i have joined them uh, yeah if you can't beat them join them i kind of like <laughs> I'm starting to come more and more to like this idea of the word normal has no actual value or meaning. It doesn't yes. mean anything because, you know, what, what is normal here would not be normal somewhere else. Um, and it's a sociological concept, isn't it? That, um, and we're kind of pounded into what is considered to be normal by a group of people who seem to have this idea that they know what normal is Therefore, you should be doing what they tell you is normal. Um, yeah. and, and I don't know. I've, I've, I've been baffled by it since I was a kid because that woman who died two days ago, she used <laughs> to say to me, she used to say, now, David, act normal. Act normal. And it's like, oh. I'd be going around going, hold on a minute. She's telling me to act normal. Does that mean that everybody else is acting normal? What's normal? And you look at people and go, is that normal? Oh, hold on a minute, but that person does it differently. That must be normal. Oh, hold on a minute, no, 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 that's normal. And then the other one that she, that in there is the fact that she went act, act normal. Yes. Which is why I became an actor. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's what she intended. But, you know, so this, this idea of normal, um, there will be people that would agree that, you know, your collection of bricks is, is normal. Right. Um, yep. There'll be other people that when, even if you got one or two bricks, they go, "Why have you got? Why have you got the two bricks? What's the?" I took one across to Australia in my suitcase to my sister, because oh. it had it had the local uh, the place name where she was born. You see. Wow. Okay. Uh, printed yeah. into it. Yeah. Well, that's brilliant. That's a yeah. fantastic gift. Uh, and uh, I did I did sterilise it in the oven first because they're very fussy in Australia. Oh, they are fussy about all sorts. Aren't oh they? yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't want to get uh, sent back with my brick. Go back to where you've come from. Yeah. <laughs> Ignomin ignominious return of man with. Put you on the plane. <laughs> brick. Yeah. Yeah, plane. yeah. Forget about the brick. You're on the plane flying away, and all of a sudden you see this brick flying. <laughs> from... Take that with you. Come on. <laughs> Put it back where it came from. Yeah. Well, I, but I think I think this question of normal is um, it's what it's what you perceive to be normal. So if I, and and I I'm the opposite to that. I don't really want to be classified as normal because I think that's really boring. So right. so I think it's what what when you're when you're outside the norm. It's only a problem if it's causing issues to you 
Um, but unfortunately, with hoarding, the initial perception is that it causes issues to everybody else. So I think there's, a, there's already a disparity there. If you feel that you don't want to have so much stuff because it is causing you a problem mm. and it is getting on your nerves, then fine. Um, it, the, the, the difficulty comes when you live in social housing or not your own home mm -hmm. and people start telling you that the way you live is dangerous or it's causing a problem for somebody or this or it's a fire hazard or what else and that then obviously is not an invitation to feel wanted or good or it's just the opposite somebody's telling you off for something that you think is okay mm -hmm. and and it's that horrible caught in the headlights type, what do you mean? You know, when somebody goes, you're not normal. And it's like, what do you mean? I'm not, I'm fine. What, do you, what is normal? Uh, question mark, suddenly, who am I? What, you know, what have I been, have I always been like that? Pip equally said to me, I've never felt as though I fit in, you know? And so, and there's a lot of people you know, saying what, things like this. What's now yeah. changed, right, is that there used to be that you would have kind of a, a vast group of people that were considered as normal. Now we live in a society where it's broken up into niche interests, right? Yeah. There's no longer a kind of cohesive normal, you know, and that, that people would find Gordon's story about the brick and going to Australia with the brick as one of the most charming <laughs> stories they've ever heard. It's like, the, what's his name, that travelled around Ireland with a fridge? Uh, oh, Tony, Tony, Tony Hawks. Fridge, yeah. <laughs> right? That's not bloody normal, but it's fantastic. It's fascinating. And, that, and that's one of the things that I think, I, I get this horrible feeling that when it comes to decluttering, that it's kind of a sort of beiging process. Right, not the beige. Yeah, Keep yeah. Off the beige. You know when they talk about pink <laughs> washing, when they say somebody's trying to get across a point and they're using gayness as a as a as a, a defence for what, that's pink washing. I get a feeling that that some decluttering is beige washing. They all want you to be this kind of monochrome colour of which in <laughs> we have this is in black and white. But um, you know it, it just. Uh, and you kind of then have to sort of, Gordon's, uh, I think I might be wrong in this, but you've, you've actually tried to have, excuse your creativity a little bit. Well, I've I, had to what, sorry? Excuse your creativity. You've said about how you're a creative person and that, that then has to become yeah. a sense of, of why you've got the stuff because... <laughs> But, but I think this is a big fear that I hear lots of people say. It's if I have to reduce my stuff or let go of things or not collect as much as well, because that's the other side of it, mm -hmm. then that will kill my creativity. And I think that is a big, big fear. Mm. And that is something that you can work on because it just isn't true. It's not true at all. Creativity is like memories. They don't go. They stay in your head. You know, nobody can steal them unless they lobotomize you. Nobody can steal that from you. I think but it's a fear, but it's also a fear that can be a trap because mm. 
if you are eventually going to bury yourself in so much stuff because you haven't got that balancing in out you know formula that keeps things flowing and moving then that i think that is that's what people fear for you externals and that is what is misunderstood because people don't have that and so i think gordon to me so you've heard it like that david i've heard yeah. that gordon's come to terms with the fact he that he, he will continue to be a creative person but he wants to be more in control yes so, put your light on because at the moment yes i'm going to put my light on hang on yeah, a I'll put mine on as well because it has gone a bit dark it it looks like a it looks like a screen capture from the seventh seal or something like that. Yeah, but it is a podcast, David. Yeah, but I'm back now about that. I'm sitting here looking at him. It's like it's some kind of Danish movie from the 1950s. Oh, we've changed. We've changed now. It's gone That's from better. France to, to De France to Denmark. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, this the thing about creativity is huge, and it's one of the biggies that people are really frightened of, are really resentful of people um, manipulating or curtailing. Mm. But when you think about it from, um, uh, I'm writing my own script point of view, rather than I'm gonna follow somebody else's script, you can, you, you, you know, you, you keep your creativity. It, it's in you, it's you, it's part of you. It's not, it's not perceived in objects. Creativity comes from inside out. Do you have a list of projects, uh, Gordon? Because you've um, got a lot you want to do. I've got a lot that I want to do. One thing I've noticed as I'm working my way through the stuff that I've got mm. is that is that it is it is uh, an unburdening, and so it feels quite good to to be able to to sort things out because I know that, uh, and as I decide to drop some projects, possibly that uh, I'll be able to take up, like you say, the creative creativity is still there. So I'll be able to, to uh, take up things that are more uh, pertinent to the present moment than, uh, than uh, things that I've been wanting to do for so long that they're no longer uh, valid. When a project falls off the edge, then it's always going to be replaced. It's like the Hydra, isn't it? You chop off one head and two or three more appear. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Yes, well, my, my partner's the same. He he wrote all his projects on post-it notes and put them on the wall in front of him. And I think I think it was, he got to over 100 projects that he wanted to do. Um, and each one's viable. You know, every time you look at it, it's not like, oh, that's ridiculous. Everything would be viable. And and then the other thing that, that um, my partner's got is, He's got what he calls his unified field theory. So he thinks that when one of his projects oh, goes right. well. Yeah. So uh, just to let you know, good, my partner. So he's drawn a children's book. Um, that's a puzzle that I've sent to Dave and he's brilliant. It. It's really good. Um, he's he wrote a fantastic musical a couple brilliant. of years ago that won a prize. And we really thought that was going to be it. He uh, drew a range of cards that, that sold really well, but then didn't. And so he's had all these, in yeah. fact, he used to do a store, he used to do a talk for the WI called Adventures with a Pencil and a Few Crayons. And that was the title. And then all the way through it, he'd get to a point where he'd go, and my friend said, Steve, you're a genius. 
you're going to be really rich and then like then it all collapsed and then he'd tell another story there's about five or six things that have happened to him and then haven't happened so at the end the audience when he goes and my friends all said steve and they like so the wi ladies go you're a genius <laughs> but yes he still hasn't he said so he reckons that it's just one thing will then take off properly Not then properly. the unified field theory is all the rest will get sucked into that and it'll be all right then the black hole of creativity um, not the, the black hole of of making of having at least some money that's the that'd idea nice, yeah that'd be nice i don't yeah. know it's a weird thing um so let's say for example with your bricks right how many bricks yeah. have um so I don't know. I might have had about six thousand something like that. Okay, and where do you store the bricks? I made a very wide brick wall uh, across the garden in front of the house. All right, okay. and uh, and they looked okay. They looked okay. That that wasn't too bad. Uh, you see, you can even in a private house, you can get into trouble uh, depending on how far you take things. And I have taken them quite. Uh, and 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 so you can get into trouble for that, which is a worry. And uh, but anyway, so I've thought, well, I'm not going to build another house or, or a big extension lot that I wanted at one time because I've got quite into living in small places now. Uh, and so I've put them all into the floor because I've got a big garden, yeah. and uh, and it's made a lovely curved undulating driveway that's very pretty everybody says so and 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 it's worked out fine and i've kept the special bricks just to one side for if, if i build a, a kitchen you see i'd like to have the internal wall that was uh, that had bricks in it that i can see from the inside oh, that sounds like a great idea yeah. nice idea yeah yeah lovely well i decided to use bricks to make the floor of my kitchen extension that i said i was what i was yeah. doing um yeah. And then I told the architect bloke yesterday, because um, I thought they looked really, I saw a picture of somebody that had done that. And yep. then they just covered them with resin. And, yep. um, and he said, oh, it'll still be expensive. And it was like, oh, I thought that would be quite cheap. But he said it would be expensive. So. No, bricks can be expensive. Yeah, yeah. So I might have to rethink that. Because I said, oh, I can get second hand one. And he said, they're all tatty. Hold, and, on, um, hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Hold on. Sorry. So Heather, Heather. You're looking for, for what? You're looking for bricks? Yeah. I know some bloke who's got some bricks. Yeah, but he's, made, he's got them <laughs> in the floor. He wants all his of them. bricks. That's right. So no, he they're all down there. He wants I've them. done really well. well yeah, they're, they're, all, they're all... Just find somebody. Yeah, I've taken up all the slabs. I need to, find, I need to find another Gordon that hasn't no, got... No, 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 you don't. No, you need to find somebody who's a bit dodgy with a van. Go around <laughs> <and> <laughs> Yeah, if you wake up one morning, Gordon, and you <laughs> yeah. gone. I, I tell you, I could tell if if this wasn't going to be on a podcast, I could tell you some great stories. <laughs> so I won't go well, maybe that. we'll have to have a secret podcast with just yes, membership. Yeah. That yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll vary your voice so nobody can tell it to you. <laughs> yeah. I think, I mean, from just conversation, <laughs> right? I think you could do a lovely uh, book about your experiences uh, of being a <laughs> gatherer right i think you could do some lovely stories of, yeah of, uh, certainly the story about the, the brick and the plank but I, and i think that's that's what 
that's what is, and certainly that's what's fascinating for me because mm. I meet so many people with so many interesting stories and belongings and reasonings for why they have things which are fascinating and true, but it's just finding that balance. Mm. That's all it is. And the reason I do this work is because, well, I said, because my aunt hoarded, well, both of them did, but my favorite aunt hoarded, but I loved her house. You know, I really used to like going there, but I also knew that there was some sort of like, it was one of those. And my parents didn't visit her house, so they had no idea what it was like mm. because she always came to ours because um, she came for Sunday lunch and a bath because you know, she didn't have a bathroom. And so, yeah, so there was always something wrong about it. But the, for me, there was always something fascinating about it, but I never thought about it for years you know uh, after she'd after she died until I started this job and then I got the one job with um with a mum who's whose kids have been taken off her mm. and then it all sort of flew back to that and then then I was hooked and also because I've always been interested in that's, that's, that's the route that you've taken then isn't it that's, that's yeah 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 it was just but and it wasn't at first it wasn't it wasn't thinking about my aunt, it was trying to find a solution for this lady who, whose children had been removed, right. um, who'd had two forced clearances oh, God. And, oh, and, and had filled her house back up again. And that's why they'd taken the kids because they'd cleared it twice. And then they went, if you do it again, we're removing your children. The trouble is, is the hoarding goes with you. When I took that brick to Australia, the next time, well, in Australia, they put out free things onto the, onto the they call it the, some, the leisure strip or something like that. Right. So they put out the old bikes. So and so I started then to collect bikes in Australia. And, and then the next time I went, I took another bike in a, in a uh, nice big suitcase I found in a skip. Uh, across to Australia, I ended up with five bicycles at my sister's house, and 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 I, the way I could take so much stuff is I took stuff uh, with me across from what I'd got here to over there, and then uh, yeah, and then started a similar lifestyle over there. But it's because that that behaviour, that behaviour is doing something for you, isn't it? It's yeah. making you yeah. happy, or it's soothing, yeah, yeah, or. Yeah. It, uh, but it's it is fantastic. I can't believe you took a bike in a suitcase. I mean, you are. You, <laughs> David's brilliant. right. We definitely need brilliant. to write a book or a play about you. Brilliant. Definitely. The bicycle man. Yeah, the traveling bicycle man. So Tony Hawks took a fridge. You he took, took a bike <laughs> in a suitcase. That's and then, and then got five more. You said five more when you were in Australia. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Because I started one with one from. The second-hand shop, and then I saw a better one on the leisure strip, well, and then I started. Them. It's like you've planted one bike, and then yeah. a big bicycle tree. Yeah, five. But, of them. but wouldn't it be nice? I was talking to somebody else who's who's got similar collections to you, Gordon. So he had just been told off because he'd left a load of wood on his dad's front garden. So it's his dad's own house. His dad was quite happy about him leaving oh, it there. Yeah. But the neighbours weren't happy about it because it just looked like a building site, you know, that just like this great big pile of wood that was sort of like halfway up the front window. So it was quite high. It wasn't even hidden. Mm. So and he's so so the son I'd already done some work with. He'd been part of the project 
uh, he'd moved because he was um, he had to be moved because of oh, some crime that had been committed against him where he lived. So I had to move really quickly. So I got him a skip, but I hadn't met him because of COVID. Mm-hmm. And then his dad was then flagged up as being a potential for the project. And it was like, this is what, like father, like son, is what are we, what are we looking at here? Anyway, so the long and the short, I went right and I said to the son, can you be there as well? Because I thought I'll get to meet him too. And um, also the son can sort of introduce me. And, and I knew that his dad was a bit hard of hearing. Anyway, long and short, his dad doesn't hoard. He's upstairs, he's a little bit messy and he's got a bit of extra stuff in the front room, but really, you know, for a house that you've lived in all your life, it's fine. I think they've seen the wood in the front garden and panicked. Yeah, 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 yeah. But then when I was talking to, to his son, he was explaining that the wood he's going to make a shed out of and he will make the shed because he can do things like that. And then he showed me what he makes. And he makes these amazing lamps and mirrors and things out of mosaic mirror. And they're beautiful. And so he's very, he is very creative and he's got all these abilities. But the neighbours aren't going to see that. The neighbours aren't going to know. No, exactly. But I'm trying, for me, my brain's going, all these are really good traits. They're really interesting things that people Mm. are doing, Mm -hmm. but they need channeling. Yeah. Gordon, you need, you need your stuff to be channeled down a path where you can continue finding bikes and bricks and kilns and everything else, but other people can benefit from your ability to do that. That's right. And the same for you, David, if somebody, if you had a big warehouse somewhere where people could come and play (laughs) games, and talk about no, games. Then you'd also be able to find your camera. Stand up. Um, Get away from my stuff. Get away from it. No, Get you wouldn't. Up. You'd be sharing and you'd be talking Stop, about Get it. Off. Get off. Get off. Fine. Get off. Get off. Get off Gordon Spricks. Leave Gordon Spricks alone. <laughs> Gordon, well, Gordon would be fine. Um, and so would this guy, because yeah. he could sell some stuff, show people how to make some stuff find some stuff for them. So what I said to him was, and I don't know if this will work for him, but if it does, it will be interesting. Mm -hmm. And I might follow it through for a few more clients. I said to him, why don't you go and talk to a couple of reclamation yards? Mm. Because you find the stuff they like and need. So that could be a good relationship and ask them if they just put two or three of your mirrors and your bits and bobs in their reclamation yard i just wondered if he could if he could get a bit of a space in the reclamation yard for the wood well if he could get a space then he could either sell it but he might have to pay them rent and he's got no money at the moment so i thought if he just built a relationship with them yeah put some of his stuff up there and if it sells they can take a cut and give him the rest which means they've got you know a good exchange of stuff they haven't bought it do you know what i mean Right. So yeah. it's that sort of idea. These are the things I want to think about for people because yeah, yeah. it's not going, you've got to get rid of all your stuff because yeah. blah, blah, blah. It's, it's finding a different way. It's finding a way to yeah. dam the river so that the flow goes in a slightly different direction and doesn't drown the person. A bit rude, isn't it? But what? Saying dam to the river, it's a bit rude. That. <laughs> not if you're a beaver. I, think, I think that uh, Gordon's got away quite lightly with uh, this interrogation. You reckon? <laughs> I think, uh, but one of the things I would like to know, Gordon, off the top of your head, yes. um, what are the top three 
I was going to say five, but five is a lot longer. Top three projects that uh, are, are, are current at this moment in time. Um, I, I've bought an old car to do up. Right. I've got to build the garage to put it in. <laughs> uh, and, <laughs> well, in the past, when I used to build motorcycles, I built them up in the bedrooms and in the house. Uh, but anyway, uh, so, and then uh, I, I need to clear the garden, really. I do need to clear the garden because it can look bad, especially if on Google Earth. Would it be uh, worth? Yeah, so, yeah, Google Earth. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, I've actually had, uh, I've had communication with people that said, uh, "We've seen Gordon's garden on Google Earth. It's dreadful." Well, they do, don't they? They do those things where they go and yeah, this jo joking the... from space. Do so they? Is yeah, that yeah. Are you visible from space? It's like the Great Wall of China all over again. Well, Gordon's I, garden. It's visible on on Google Earth. Yes. Is it? Yeah. Well, you know exactly where we're going after this, Gordon, don't you? It's <laughs> <laughs> difficult to, to know because I don't know where Gordon lives apart from like somewhere near Burnham. I do. I know where Gordon lives. Goodness well, sake. I've, I've, yeah. forgotten, I've well, forgotten off the top of my head. I can't remember anymore where I live. It's fascinating uh, that you've gone in that order because I would perhaps have gone in the order of clear the garden, build the garage, <laughs> That's restore the car. And that yes. is the problem. That is the problem is I've got a lot more to do than that. A lot, lot more. And what I've done is collected the stuff as if I'd finished it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's got to be so common. Oh, yeah. Yes, it, well, that's why we say make a plan, but don't go to action. Do planning first. Because yeah. action is going out and buying the stuff as though you've already built the garage to do. Yeah. So you bought the car before the garage you know, and, and before the, the garden's yeah. clear. So, you know, it's, so it's, it's, you've done the good, exciting bit first. Yeah. Or you need to do the crappy, boring bit, which is yeah, planning yeah. and prioritising, yeah, yeah. you know. It would be and, more pleasant to go on holiday, really, rather than do any of it. So but let's be honest, right? At this point in time, Gordon is no longer a gatherer. He's a slacker. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm not a slacker at all. Right. I, might, I might have retired. I've retired to work my way through my hoard. Yeah. So with the garage, how long would it take you to build yeah. the garage? I mean, it takes um, years. Well, I, started it, I started it eight years ago. All right. But uh, since then, the tree grew so big uh, that uh, that it's lifted it up partially. Uh, oh, man. I could write a few books, let alone have one book. Well, I'm hoping that you will. Snakes, listen, right? You write no. books. Ignore poor Steve's experience on this. He seems to have been badly treated by anything to do with bloody. No, what do you say? I just think he's massively unlucky because he's he's, he, he's a he's a genius. He's a genius. He is a genius. Sure to be rich. I, I totally. Look, I'm, I'm biased, but he is a genius. You know, his friends are right. You write the books, you get the money from the books, and you get somebody else. I know it's dreadful. You get somebody build else. Build your garage. Build the garage and clear the garden because those aren't really the bits you want to do. You only want the garage so you can put the car in the garage and the car, I think, that's is right. you want to do, right? Because that's. Yes, absolutely. Yes, yes. Fun, isn't it? That, 
yeah. I, I wouldn't say it was fun because. Well, then you go out in the car and you do the exciting bit, you see, driving yeah. about central. That's right. nice, yeah. So let's, let's get your book put out by all these people that are listening to this podcast at this moment in time. <laughs> oh, yes, we could we could set up a GoFund you. GoFund Gordon. Yeah. Well, I think I'd probably be more successful making little midders, wouldn't I? That'd be quite nice. Do that the, as well. Well, you, could, but you see, this is what I mean. I think that if I got a big warehouse somewhere where everybody yeah. could come and join together Bookshop. and talk to each other and, and work together and share all their skills, yeah. it would be awesome. Brilliant. You know, it would be absolutely would brilliant. Be. And this is where awesome. you guys would be the best people to have because you've got all the stuff and you know where to find it and you've got the knowledge of how to use it. <laughs> it's just that sometimes your priorities get a bit jumbled mm. and then things get on top of you. Why are we doing this podcast? Why aren't we doing that instead? What are we well, time because, for well, listen, I'm trying. We could be on, we could be on for it tomorrow because if I win the lottery tonight... Oh, no, not the On lottery. the cards. Oh. On the card. No, I'm, I'm fully optimistic. I, one day I will win a huge amount of money on the lottery and I'm going to set up the Clouds End Foundation... Oh, where we'll do yes. all these fun things. Mm. We're going to have massive warehouses. We're going to have people sent on ho hoarding holidays so that they can do yeah. what Paul's just done. So that when he goes Have back, more stuff. Oh, right, sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> We're going to go on holiday so that you get away from your stuff and then when you go back, it's easier to get rid. Yeah. That's the idea of hoarding holidays. So, yeah. Yeah, it's all on the plan. So just hope that I win. That's all I'm saying. Realize the next step is she's going to start a religion, don't you, Gordon? I am. Yeah, I am. <laughs> We're all going to have to be wearing um, pendants Funny, made though. out of mosaic mirrors. The Church of the Holy Matuzo. <laughs> You're oh, a genius, dear. Heather. And you <laughs> no, that's my partner. That's a genius. Oh, right, sorry. <laughs> no, he's a genius. Yeah, he's a genius. Steve, you're oh, you're a genius, a genius David. <laughs> I'm not a genius. I'm, anyway, I'm, I've just I'm, seen the time, guys. So we've been, possibly we've been rich. waffling on for an hour. Um, but it's been Yay. brilliant. It's well, been brilliant. you know. And uh, we've gone from 1950s France. Yeah, we've gone uh, through <laughs> philosophy to um, well, to Danish film noir. Yeah. Yeah. To uh, Gordon's Garden and his brick uh, Google Maps and Gordon's book will be available <laughs> soon. As like Gordon's book will be available in his garage. Yeah, because <laughs> um, he's going to have a garage yeah. sale. <laughs> right then. Yeah. Uh, on that note, thank you both for uh, today. It's been extremely enjoyable. Thank you, Heather. Um, as ever, Thank you, as ever, it's, you, uh, it's been that's great fun. I like, I like your, your um, scarf. <laughs> like yeah, the scarf. yeah. Nice. That's uh, that's my double mask. You see. Oh yes, yeah. Oh good God, oh. I'm terrified. That's right. <laughs> Terrorist mask. That is. It's oh, interesting. Camouflage and everything. I know. I know. Yeah, yeah. It's good that we didn't put that on when you were black and white. We would have. We, we wouldn't have seen you at all. No, that's true. Anyway, I'm right. going to say good night, guys. Right. So have right. a lovely weekend. Thank you all for the podcast. And, and thank bye you bye. to anybody yeah. who's listening to us. And if you do enjoy these podcasts, please let us know. And if there's anything you yeah. want us to waffle about, please right. ask us too.
Whether they send stuff to. Oh, sorry. If you send yes. stuff to help at cloudsend.org.uk, uh, which is me, and uh, then I'll pass it on to David and our next guests. So thanks very much. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.